Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the most common questions in our culture today is, how are you? How are you is said so commonly, in fact, that it's actually become synonymous with people simply saying, hello, hi. They don't always really want to know all the juicy details, how excited you are about something, or maybe how depressed you are about something. But let's entertain for a moment that someone does want to know how you're doing. Most people will respond by saying, good, fine, I'm great. The grammatically conscious person will say, I'm well, and how are you? But what if someone were to say to you, I'm blessed? Or I'm better than I deserve. Now I know it sounds simple and I don't want us to overthink too much a question that we hear every single day. But how might that type of response impact other people? Or more importantly, what might that response show about that person's heart? How they truly feel about all that they have in this world. Some of the bad and even all of the great that they have in their life. The reading for our meditation this morning is from our Old Testament lesson from Ecclesiastes chapter 5, in which again we hear these words from God. Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot." To eat and drink and find enjoyment in all of the toil which God has given him under the sun. To find enjoyment in everything that he has here on earth. The question for each of us to consider in our own hearts today is, do you find enjoyment in all that you have in your life? I'm sure we'd like to say yes, but quite honestly, it's difficult to always find enjoyment in what we have, to be truly content with what we have in this world. Because for those of us who are wealthy in this world, it's difficult to always be content and joyful with what we have. Because that first wave of wealth and income, that felt good. I don't want that to stop. I want that to just keep on coming in. Or that power that I felt over other people, that power that I have over them at work, nobody better take that away from me. Or discontentment that can even grow because you worry. You worry about the others around you who are constantly bothering you, seeking some of your wealth. They see that you have great and good wealth and they want some of it too. They think that you should share that with them what you have. Or maybe even people going to lengths to even take what belongs to you. And furthermore, that worry just continually grows because you're always worrying about where the next income will come from. Where will the more wealth come from? Where will I get more? And that worry goes on day after day. It bleeds far beyond the work hours into evenings and nights and even the wee hours of the morning. It's difficult to truly be joyful, content with what we have. But before I've lost some of you here in our pews this morning, it's also difficult to be truly joyful and content with what we have when we don't have all that much. When we don't have as much wealth or power or possessions in this earthly world as it seems that others have. 
Because it's difficult because we're always comparing ourselves to others. We look at others and we see what they have. They have so much more than we have. They have a, such a nice house compared to ours. They get to go on vacations that we'll never get to go on. He has more power in his position at work. She has such a better life than I do. And that discontentment might even grow into despising others who have more. Despising them because it would be one thing if they were good people and they had more than I do. But have you seen the way he treats other people? And yet he has more than I do? And then there's just the fact that when we don't have as much earthly wealth in this world, there are struggles. There are trials. There are challenges to pay the next bills. And those worries can stack up. But will we let those worries pull us away from God? To stop trusting in God? Because God tells us today, it is good and fitting to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun. To find enjoyment in all that we have in this life, whether it be much or whether it be little. Because quite frankly, everything that we have in this life is a gift from God. Everything we have is a gift from God. As Lutheran Christians, one of the great resources we have that helps us expound upon scriptures and understand the scriptures more deeply is the small catechism written by Martin Luther. And in Martin Luther's explanation to the first article of the Apostles' Creed, he writes that God has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members my reason, and all my senses. So those 11 different organ systems you have in your body, God has given you those. The 206 different bones in your body, the over 650 different muscles in your body, all the way down to the smaller and less discussed parts of your body, like your nose hairs and your mucus. God has given you those too. They are gifts from God so that your body would function as he designed it to function. But God, Martin Luther goes on from there to tell us what God gives us. He says that God has given me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that I have. So that nice suit that you're wearing, God's given you that. That functional car that brought you here this morning, that roof that was over your head last night, the food you had this morning, or maybe you're so much looking forward to later. And I could go on because everything you have is a gift from God. Because think about it. What is a gift? Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines a gift as something that is voluntarily transferred from one to another without compensation. Now, as we discussed this in the eighth grade school class here at St. Paul's a couple months ago, we had a really stimulating discussion on this whole definition of a gift. What I'll say is out of that discussion came the realization that in our world today, there's a lot of different connotations with gift. More importantly, there's a lot of different human expectations that we place upon gift giving. But I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about God. God who gives perfectly out of his divine goodness and mercy. God, out of his fatherly divine goodness and mercy, gives you everything you have. 
pretty sure I can speak for all of us here and saying, I didn't give God a single thing for this body that I have. I haven't given God a single thing for the house I have, the family I have, the clothing, and the food. Everything I have has been given to me because God loves me. He cares for me. Out of his divine goodness and mercy, he gives you all that you have. So when we see that everything we have in this world comes from God, we see that God is the center of everything. He is the giver of all things. And yes, most importantly, he is the giver of the greatest gift that you will ever receive. The gift of eternal life. Romans 6 verse 23 says, The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's gift to you is eternal life. Out of his divine goodness and mercy, he gives it to you. Out of his grace, he gives you eternal life. Now, I'm sure you've heard it before. Maybe you've heard it from my own mouth. But you can think of the word grace today also as an acronym. God's riches at Christ's expense. At Christ's expense, he gives you this gift. Christ is the one who paid for it. We did nothing to earn or deserve it. No compensation, nothing I could give him. Only Christ's expense. Christ's body and blood given and shed for you so that you can have God's riches. God's riches, with our, which are forgiveness, rescue from death and the devil, and eternal life. Eternal life that is described for us in Revelation chapter 21, in which God says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. The former things will pass away. Death and mourning, all of that will pass away. None of it will be no more, including even all this physical stuff we have. The wealth, the earthly power you have, all of that will pass away. And you will be left with all that matters. God's riches. God's rich eternal life that is only true joy and peace and love with him forever. And because of that gift that you've been given, it gives meaning to all that you have in this life, in the here and the now, in the life here under the sun. Because that means that you don't have to just toil day after day thinking that it's all about what I have. If I can just stack up enough by the end of the last day when Jesus comes back, then I'll be good enough. No, but for you, you can simply look forward to that day with hopeful anticipation, knowing that in that day all that matters so out of God's grace, goodness, and mercy, he will give you eternal life. So how are you? You, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you are blessed. You are better than you deserve. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough going on. Today, you have plenty to deal with. Today, as it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, today you have much to enjoy. Find enjoyment in whatever God has given you. For those who have been given a 
white linen tablecloth dinner with more silverware than you know what to do with. Perfectly cut filet mignon topped with exquisite sauce. Enjoy it for you're blessed. And for those who are given a dimly lit dinner next to the television with your spouse and a cup of very inexpensive ramen noodles, enjoy it for you too are blessed. For to some in this world, God has given great wealth and power and possessions. To some, not as much earthly wealth and power and possessions. But to each and every one of you, God has blessed you. He has given you everything that you need. Most importantly, he has given you the gift of eternal life, which gives you far more than you could ever have. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And please stand as we